If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Sound great on the bike, brother. Thanks, man. Sounds good. How's the uh, how's the adjustment back to waking up at whatever? Getting, still getting uh, still getting used to it. Yeah, but the five minute commute beats the Worcester yeah. to uh, Brighton shit. Yeah, it does. I mean that that's that used to take a lot out of me just being in in mass pike traffic for you know one, two, maybe three hours sometimes. And you save a lot on tolls too. Yeah, no tolls, no gas. Your sanity is back. Well, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, awesome. I just I just totaled a sub from uh, Major League Roast Beef in in Auburn, Ooh. and it was actually really good. So a lot of people recommended their Italian, which was pretty good. Um, their roast, I had to get a roast beef sandwich while I was there too, you know, just so I could uh, figure out, you know, if they're worth mentioning to our friends at North Shore Roast Beef. And they, that was, was going to say, is that is that going to be part of the North Shore Roast Beef tour? That's not I always, North Shore. Uh, I always post stuff on there from outside in the North Shore because they're a bunch of elitist assholes. Now, are they oh, back on Facebook? Because I know they got kicked off Facebook for being a terrorist group, even though it's just roast beef. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Ferg is on, uh, you know, he's on Instagram. So I always, I always like post, a, a, I tag them and just say, you know, why don't you elitist assholes step out of your friggin' fucking North Shore dome and come out to Central Mass and have a roast <laughs> right. beef sandwich out here. <laughs> It shouldn't Very just be North Shore. It should be it should be all mass hole roast beef. Right, exactly. Phil's here. Phil, it's uh, Phil Labonte, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think we've seen him on the podcast before. Oh, hey. Phil from All That Remains. What's up, brother? Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. proud of you because the first time nine months ago when we had you on, you could not figure out how the fuck to turn on your camera, and now you're in like a NASA dome. Look at you. Well, now I've got uh, I got uh, the Zoom app. Right. So I'm not going through just a browser, so yeah. I've got that, I think. That's a a year later, we, we've all finally got it down, and now things yeah, are opening back so. up. <laughs> Maybe figured it out. But you do a lot on Twitch and stuff. I mean, you've been doing a lot of stuff, you know, with this kind of thing through the whole pandemic, right? I have. I have. Um, I mean, last time I talked to you guys when I was in New Hampshire, um, now I'm down in Texas, um, and bringing the rig down breaking it all down resetting it up and stuff was was a, a learning experience um up in new hampshire I'd, I'd kind of been putting it together and 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 in pieces and stages here it was all the whole thing was was ready to go when uh when i you know came down so uh it was uh i had to learn a few more things but it's it's not a not a problem nowadays thank god so have you live from, live from new hampshire texas yeah are you relocated to texas now yeah, I am for at least for a little while. I got an apartment. Um, Did you move in like, with Joe Rogan? I don't know. I don't know Joe Rogan. I would. I would if if that's <laughs> like if you know him and you're making an offer on his behalf. I'm sure that his place is nicer than my apartment. Um, and another but, uh, friend of the podcast, Shane Vitko, moved to Texas. Also, yes, from Los Angeles. Um, well, I mean, Los Angeles to Texas makes a lot of sense nowadays. Yeah. Right. 
Massachusetts right. to Texas makes sense too. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I was New Hampshire, you know, like New Hampshire is still, still uh, you know, New Hampshire doesn't have a lot of the regulations and stuff that that Massachusetts has. I mean, I, I moved to New Hampshire in 2011, so I'd been there almost a decade and I love it up there. I didn't sell my house. My, I still, you know, have a place up there and, Good. and uh, I, I plan on bouncing back and forth. From They're the Texas of New England. They are the Texas of New England. <laughs> um, yes. Dude, I think and, Maine, Maine might be uh, Maine might be pretty close. You can do whatever the fuck you want in Maine, too. That's because moose don't care, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. The, the big, the, the big difference between New Hampshire and Texas is New Hampshire can keep their power on during a fucking snowstorm. Well, <laughs> I mean, for any of that. fair enough. Yeah, I did. I was, I was here for that. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not super mad at Texas because I didn't really have much of a problem. To be fair, it was my, right. my power mm -hmm. was fine. My, my water stayed on and stuff in my apartment complex. Um, but you know, I mean. In Texas's defense, it it hadn't been that cold in like a hundred years or something. Right. Like that, the they weren't prepared. Was. That's all. Yeah, you know, it's 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 not. It's one thing to be like, oh, Texas, you can't figure this stuff out. If it happened like every couple years and they right. didn't figure it out, mm -hmm. but this is on par with being mad at like, you know, it's like, I mean, it's probably. Dude, less... being being mad at Boston for not being able to handle an earthquake. We don't, we don't have them. True. Yeah, it's probably it's probably less ridiculous to be mad at Texas about this than it is to be mad at New Orleans about the the, the flood that happened with Katrina. Because Katrina was a was a, a pigsty, but right. the whole city's under. Yeah, you, know, you built your city level. below the water level. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, don't put the city there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You right. know, so so it, it, I mean, I think that it's probably th there are things that could have been done uh, in in when it comes to the the power grid and stuff to prevent some of the uh, the negative consequences they had. But I think that it's also reasonable to say it is such a rare occurrence for it to get mm -hmm. so cold right. that, you know, it, it's it's. I, I don't think that they're that the hate that Texas feel or that Texas was getting from some people uh, is really justified. It was it was it was a very 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 freak natural disaster. You know, it's it's like oh your your buildings couldn't withstand. You know, like you said, like buildings couldn't withstand a, a, an earthquake in a place that doesn't ever have earthquakes. You know, if that situation happened ten years ago, it wouldn't be so bad. Because, or maybe fifteen years ago, because fucking social media and the news abuse everything. I think but in this case, that stuff was actually happening, though, wasn't it, Isaiah? I mean, people was, didn't have it, power for days. People yeah, didn't yeah, have access. But to we don't need to hear about it water. all day, and you don't you can't turn on everybody. Yeah, well, they, no, they that's made a major mistakes. that's a major uh, occurrence here in the United it States is. when the most powerful country in the world can't keep the lights on or keep clean water in their homes. You know, something that sets us but apart from once, the rest of the world. Say it uh, once. Detroit, Detroit, uh, Flint, Michigan has uh, has entered the chat about about uh, clean water. Yeah, uh -oh. right. So when that happened, and they're still dealing with that, and how old is that problem? That's almost I five years know. now, right? Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so I guess that, that would eliminate my next comment. I hope they learn from it because perfect example, Phil. I guess Flint, Michigan didn't learn shit. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is currently in in Flint. I I, oh. I hear that it hasn't been taken care of. Oh. I'm not sure exactly why it it hasn't. What the what the what the significant problem or what the hang up is to to get it taken care of. I mean, you know. But right. I mean, the problem the, the the problem is is that 
the bureaucracy, I guess, and replacing an entire part of the infrastructure, you know, which is sewer and water and everything is just, it, it's more important than getting clean water to people. Apparently. I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm a very, very critical of bureaucracy generally. Yeah, I know you're, you're sort of a libertarian. I think that's been established, you know, um, <laughs> a little. Yeah, just that pop, that's the first thing that pops up on your, uh, on your Wikipedia, just so you folks know. <laughs> yeah, just just so you know, I fucking hate the government because they fuck everything up. Right. I mean, you, you were calling for the dissolution of the United States just because the president got banned from Twitter. No, I was calling that was that was not that's not accurate, actually accurate. Um, okay. I I was calling for an Article five convention to prevent violence. So the point is. An Article Five convention is a way for the states to amend the Constitution um, without DC's input. So you can literally and totally circumvent DC. And if you talk to people, they consistently say, "Oh, I hate you know Washington DC. Congress is incredibly unpopular, et cetera, et cetera." So an Article Five convention, you get two thirds of the states to call the convention. Then you still need three quarters of the states to ratify any. Uh, amendments, but you can do things like say, hey, we want a balanced budget amendment, or hey, we want a, a term limits amendment, or hey, we want, you know, we want this amendment or that amendment. And it's my estimation that it is better, it would be better for the country to dissolve as a single unit than for there to be a, a civil conflict. Because, the, I mean, the last civil war we had 500,000 people died. And there was way less people in the country. I imagine if there were to be a civil war nowadays, it would look more like what's going on in Syria than what went on in uh, right. in, 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 our, in, the, in the civil war in, in the 1860s because you wouldn't have the dividing lines of the North and the South. You'd have cities versus rural areas because that's really the dynamic that you see. So it's better to have, you know, so I, I imagine that... I imagine the death toll would be catastrophic. First of all, second of all, you have all these outside factors because the U.S. is the is essentially the global hegemon. You'd see China making moves. You'd see oh, Russia yeah. making moves. So, a, a civil yeah, a civil war in the U.S. would, especially one that's out of control, would be devastating worldwide. So, it, in in my estimation, it's better to see the country use an Article Five to either allow some states to secede because secession has been settled that it's unconstitutional for states to secede, but they're the means to alter the constitution without Washington's input again is an article five convention. So you could actually, you, if necessary, you could have uh, um, an amendment that allows for secession be ratified by the states. And then the states could say, okay, well, these states are going to secede or whatever, but anything to avoid a civil war, Anything to avoid that kind of violence and loss of life is my intent, up to and including dissolving the U.S. But don't you think an Article 5 would further exacerbate any kind of divisions and, and fracture, even make more fractures than, say, Assyria in this case? Because it, it would just, it seemed to me, it would just validate a lot of people that want a civil war, that want some kind of armed insurrection to create their own sovereign state. So if you had an Article 5 saying, allowing some, like you said, allowing some states to secede or to override the federal government, uh, to me, that sounds like it would just further even divide, you would be crushing that pane of glass into smaller pieces, if you will. Right, right now, the way that it looks to me is that 
there is already consistent fighting over government power, right? There's, there's sig significant disagreement in the country and there, because of the expansive power of Washington, D.C., the who gets to be in control of Washington, D.C. matters to your average everyday citizen in their life. Now, we have a federalist system, and that would be it would be great if we had if we simply reinstated that federalist system as the primary uh, manner of government. So the federal government would step away and allow the states to really have the power over their jurisdictions. With the federal government kind of making blanket laws for the US, there's there's the amount of I don't like it here, I'm going to go somewhere else becomes less and less. So I, I do understand what you're saying, but I feel like right now the stakes are so high with who's the president and who's who's in control of the bureaucracy um, that it it requires people to fight over the power of, of DC. If you have a, a decentralized, if you if we really put more focus on the decentralized nature of our system, then we wouldn't have to fight over um, over who's in charge. And again, I'm not specifically calling for you know the us to dissolve i'm saying that if the option is to break up the us or a civil war breaking up the us is better because there it, right. if we have a, a peaceful and organized dissolution of the united states that doesn't have the death toll of a civil war that's preferred but if we just if we just had a, an article 5 convention that said okay the necessary and proper clause and the commerce clause are a little out of hand we need to go ahead and rein those in so that way dc keeps its it's it's uh you know understands its con its constitutional role and we're going to make sure that the tenth amendment uh has teeth or has we have a a um i don't know renewal of the powers of the tenth amendment so that way states have the power to you know uh really control in what's inside their jurisdiction and we didn't have people fighting over washington dc that could be a solution too Right. So my 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 the reason that I want to see an Article five isn't because I'm like, oh, we got to get out of the US. It's a way to keep Washington, D.C. in check. And the states are completely and totally empowered to do that in a constitutional and legal manner. Um, so if it requires us to dissolve the U.S. to avoid a civil war. Yes, if we can do it just by being like, look, we're going to have an amendment that says, look, the Commerce Clause means what it says, the Necessary and Proper Clause means what it says, and the uh, and the Tenth Amendment, or the Ninth and Tenth Amendments mean what they say, and that's all it takes. Great, awesome, you know. But it's right now, everyone knows how difficult it is to do things through Congress, and everyone knows that there's so much bureaucracy, and everyone everyone knows that. I mean, look at the the 1.9 trillion dollar. Uh, you know, COVID package that they're talking about right now, that has, it, it's got a little bit for the people and then special interests take, you know, the lion's share of the money. And that's something that the U.S. population, the people are going to have to do. We've printed more dollars. We printed, I think, 30% of all the dollars ever printed were printed last year. These kind of things matter in the long run. So if the federal government is irresponsible and there's no way to, make Congress people and senators and, and bureaucrats accountable aside from some kind of constitutional convention, then I'm all for it because okay. whatever, I don't, I'm, I, I don't want to see a war. I don't want to see a civil war. I don't want to see a bunch of people dying. I don't want to see people losing their lives and losing their livelihoods and stuff. We've had enough 
and there's enough division now. So any way that we can avoid that, I'm good with. Okay. I, I appreciate you get, getting into that because, you know, the articles I've read, it just sounded like you wanted to dissolve the United States because you thought that, you know, people were starting to lose their, their rights to free speech. But the way you put it now, yes, that is a great way to kind of tell Washington, okay, if there's this log jam that's been going on for 12 years, this will shake some of those logs loose if we do this. So yeah, a lot, a lot of the, 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 the places that that probably talk about that they they probably aren't exactly fans of mine and they like. And look, look, yeah, well, go right. You yeah. said so. You say one thing about uh, uh, similarities in music styles between Nickelback and Metallica, both and, of and, which were complimentary, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> in fact, I talked to uh, I talked to it was Mike from Nickelback. It was yeah. Chad's brother. Oh, cool. And I tried to get him on the show and I actually talked to him on the phone. He didn't want to come on the show because he didn't, you know, he didn't want to like drag it on because he realized that was, it was, it was, there was nothing derogatory about it. He was just saying that there was a similar, you know, there were similar Sonics in that, but he, he agreed too. He was like, Oh, that's a, Hey, if you're thinking we sound like Metallica, Hey, we'll take that shit. Man. Right. Well, then, <laughs> the point though is, is, is that's the same thing Phil was just talking about. I truly appreciate what you just said because you, thoughtfully explained your position and how you feel. And I, I, I applaud that at anybody, but when somebody picks apart what Phil says or Isaiah or Josh or Mike, and then goes and runs down spin alley, that's what fucks everything up. But still and like on, on the podcast that we had, the, the last one that we had Phil on, they, they literally like on like Loudwire and like Rolling Stone Australia saying all that remains lead singer says Nickelback is better than Metallica. I'm like, that's right, yeah, absolutely exactly. not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not so used to that kind of stuff. <laughs> so many around the world, so many people picked that up. And I remember Josh and I and Mike looking at it, going, "Well, shit, that uh, that got out of control quick." I know, and I was like, "I don't think that's the way they he he was talking about it." <laughs> like, not that. what he said. No, and <laughs> that's, like, I, I mean, I'm kind of used to that. That's that's fairly normal, and and yeah. especially when you're dealing with uh, you know some of the metal blogs that that have you know made a career out of you know out of just beating up on me to the as much as they possibly can you know uh i'm not the guy that cries like oh poor me but you know like there are some blogs out there that have never ever had a nice thing to say and every chance they get to put my name in a headline they're gonna put my name in a headline you know so, so i thought for today's show because you like taylor swift so much we could say that oh, during the breaking the ice podcast phil labonte from all that remains asked uh taylor swift to marry him how about if we push that out there Taylor, would you please marry me? I promise to be bad enough so that way you could write at least two or three songs, possibly a whole record. Albums. Yeah. Two yeah. albums. And it's all about Scooter Braun. I will be a terrible boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I promise. Taylor Swift's last two albums. And uh, dare so I good. say that uh, she has matured. I hope yeah, uh, yeah. I can say matured with her audience. And uh, interesting songs, interesting subject matter. You, you know, if I guess you could say uh, ripped from the headlines. She's just, it's just kind of like answering all the stuff that was said about her. Um, yep. Let me ask you this as a Taylor Swift fan. So I've been watching this show with my daughter called Ginny and Georgia. And it's a great, what, Josh, have you been watching that? My wife has been watching that. So yes, I've been watching it too. <laughs> and it's in Wellsbury. Like it's like the uh, it's like the uh, 21st century version of my so-called life from the 90s, and um, so they yeah in Wellsbury they live in a town in Massachusetts called Wellsbury. I wonder what that one's supposed Hell to be. <laughs> right. 
So they there was a line that somebody said that um, they're going through something and something just like Taylor Swift goes through men. And Taylor That's... Swift uh, got got very uh, angry about that and said it was a cheap shot and that um, you know it was too easy and they could have probably had something more clever. And I'm thinking, well, you know, you I'm not saying anything about her relationships because anybody can have as many uh, boyfriends or girlfriends as they want to me. You know, that's fine. I'm not going to judge them on that. But she does put it out there with her music. Yep. So what would it be out of line to say, well, if you, you put it out there, you got to expect some of it back. And someone who's in the, a similar position like you, Phil. Um, maybe. I mean, I. I suppose if you write songs that are personal and you're honest with the intent of writing stuff that people can relate to, because that's the, that's, that's the reason that I write like emotional and, and honest and, and very personal stuff. Um, if that's your intent and you are fortunate enough to actually reach a broad audience and and in a way that people can can relate to it where it it it's something that they internalize and feel personal about i suppose it's reasonable to say well you should expect that there are going to be people that are going to criticize it because they're going to be people i mean there are going to be people that criticize literally everything mm -hmm. it does not matter what there is going to be someone that's going to go poo poo on that um but at the same time i mean i I think that she's well within her right to say, hey, uh, you guys are kind of dicks because <laughs> she's taken a lot of flack. And again, I'm going to be I'm a Taylor Swift apologist because I love her. So, you know, I'm, I'm fully aware of that I so you are the future Mr. Swift. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> don't get my hopes up. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> this is um, what we're going to push out there, brother. We're going to push I, out there. That Bill I, tell her to I tell marry you. Her. I will. I will treat her just how she wants to. If she wants to be treated badly so that way she writes another great record. Let me tell you, um, I'll call her whatever wonder, name she you, wants. Do you think Taylor Swift could, because I saw an interview that you just did recently with a rock station. It was great. It was good information. We'll talk about some of that stuff with COVID and how you're using Pro Tools. And there were some things in there. But the, uh, the Taylor Swift part uh, was good. And I, re I really think that Taylor Swift, could she cover Fuck Love? Um, <laughs> I mean, you, ta you talked about, you know, that girl interviewed you said, what songs would you guys potentially do? And you said, look, maybe we wouldn't do her right. Like, could she cover a song like Fuck Love off the last album? You know, I, th I think that she could. It would take a lot of creative license in that there's no melody in the vocals. Um, no, that's, two, <laughs> that's two minutes so, and 58 seconds of boom. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a hard breakup song, I guess you could call it. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I imagine she probably could. She's a, she's a, she's a great artist, so I imagine she could. She uh, could relate to that song. You know, I think she probably could. <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> but do you think, love, do you think she breaks up with people just for the content? Like, she does it for the writing? Like, I feel like, like Adele must do that, too. Like, she's... <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I tell you, I tell you, the, the guys in the band have made multiple jokes about... Uh, like if I'm dating someone or whatever, if, if, if I'm with someone, they're like, so uh, how, how's your relationship going? And I'm like, oh, you know, however it's going. And they're just like, 
if I'm, if I'm like, you know, it's, it's going good, blah, blah, blah. They're like, uh, you know, we got to write a record, uh, pretty soon. So, uh, how, how, how good do you mean by, by how you good? feel? <laughs> because there, they, there's, there's no question. There's no question about some of our best music has been some, or at least some of my best lyrics have come when I was less than happy. <laughs> and so, so like, that's, that's the a, consolation prize. Like, that's a really nice way of putting it. Nice way. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, she was hot and you were into her, but you got a gold record out of it. So, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like stand up too. Like, I mean, when they, like when I was doing a lot of comedy, I felt like I wasn't writing as well when I was happy, but when I was fucking irritated about something, I was like, oh, wow, this is how Bill Burr feels. It just <laughs> like true. the crowd is feeling it. <laughs> I love Bill Burr. He's great. <laughs> those, those made some of the best radio shows over the years. I know it. Mike knows it. it just sometimes, especially working in rock radio, if you're in a little bit of a bitchy mood, it's so much better coming out of a, a, a you know, all that remains song. I don't want to be fucking happy. I don't want to be like, boom, how was that one in your fucking head? It's controlled <laughs> anger. Um, I find when I used to do a Saturday morning shift at uh, WAF, I used to do six to 10 in the morning. And uh, actually, I've gone, I see a funny story about Phil with that one. Um, but when I, I'd usually be on an hour sleep, probably hung over, and I felt that oh. that physical and mental pain of that really uh i guess you could say lessened my inhibitions and loosened me up a little bit where i just didn't care so much there was one morning though i went to see overkill at the palladium in worcester and this band called all the remains opened up for them first time i'd ever seen them and uh i remember mentioning it the next morning and this guy calling up on the phone going what'd you think of that open bed last night i was like oh they're pretty good i mean they you know it's it's really good songs and i thought they were great and so oh i'm the lead singer i'm phil how you doing i was like oh okay you're just gonna what if i said you sucked you know Uh, (laughs) i mean i probably i probably would have just like you know covered it and not told you that it was me (laughs) he's a jerk yeah the lead singer whatever what's up with Fuck his nipples you know? jesus christ <laughs> but yeah i feel the pain i guess pain is a good uh motivator when it comes to creativity sure you know and, me well yeah and everybody's different way you know with me it was it was hangovers and with phil it was you know full-on relationships Fuck so love yeah <laughs> I, being away. hungover, I feel like has helped me too. like on, on the radio or like when I used to do a lot of stuff in the Bruins locker room, like when I first started doing that, like I couldn't stop being nervous. Like I'm in the Bruins locker room. Like I couldn't get that out of, out of my head. But when I would go in hungover, I'd be like, I don't care. And right. then we would do Facebook lives and I would just start saying things and not caring. And they would think it was hilarious. And I was like, huh, maybe I should just be hungover all the time, but yeah. I've quit drinking. So, you know, yeah. well, that's, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Josh is uh, three Dude. days into sobriety. Oh, is it three oh, days really? already? <laughs> Josh is so you know, Phil. Josh is having a a, a little baby girl in I Damn. think May. Yes. Congratulations! Thank you. He, he's like, and he's decided to stop being a complete fuck off and sober up. Good, yeah. good for. Well, I mean, you know, if I quit drinking, like what 2017 was the last time that I drank. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's good. In the fact that uh, I don't feel so crappy all the time, um, I'm in better shape than I've ever been in, or at least better shape than I've been in since. Do you feel like your 20s. thinking is quicker too? You're more sharp. Oh no, no, I was never sharp. So <laughs> no, okay. No, I mean, it's going from butter knife to butter knife. So 
No. I look bad, but I'm still dumb as shit. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, it's and I'm not even strong. It's it's all just like the show muscles. So, good, fine. You know, fine. I, just, I, just, I just worry about getting on stage and and looking good. That's all that matters. Let's get let let's and by the way, let's fucking get back on stage. Holy shit, already. I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir here. You know, it's I know. like, I mean, that that that's been something that I miss the hell out of. I haven't played a show since. November of you know, 2019. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, that, that's, you know, playing live shows is the, the major way that, that we have, have made our, our, you know, made a living. So, uh, yeah, let's get back on stage. <laughs> God! I well, like money yeah. and, uh, and adrenaline. Uh, you know? <laughs> I saw that you were, you were uh, in an interview, you were saying that uh, you have some shows lined up, but you, if had to, would need proof of vaccination or some kind of COVID test for people to come into the show. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's the next headline. I don't. I don't know. Dude, that's I don't the know. Best answer in an interview. No. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, there's been so many different, like, there's been so many things that have changed and different people saying different things and this is that and blah, blah, blah. And two weeks to flatten the curve back a year ago, a year later. And I like, and I've been, I've not been very critical of the whole masking thing. I'm, I'm very against mandates because when you mandates add police, right? If you make something mandatory, then you need enforcement mm -hmm. and enforcement means guys with guns come and make you do some shit and hold that on, hold can on, hold lead on. to bad stuff. Yeah, I don't there need you go. guns in my shit. That's Boston right there. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that, but that's my point is like, I don't want to see people get beat up or hurt or arrested because they weren't wearing a mask. Right. right. But I think it's a good idea to probably wear a mask. And I think it's okay if a, a store is like, yo, if you're coming in, wear a mask. Even if only because some of our customers feel more comfortable, put the mask on. Yep. Just, I mean, it's, right. it's, if you don't have a mandate, then I'm pro mask. As soon as you say, if you don't wear the mask, the cops are going to come and kick the shit out of you, then I'm anti mask, right? Like, I'm just not for cops beating people up over some shit. I, I'm not for it. I'm the never going to be Texas for. Didn't he? Didn't the governor of Texas just pull the um, mask mandate yep. yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. He, and this. He, what, what, what do you think about that as a new resident of Texas, that he wants everything opened up 100% now? We're not talking, you know, capacity limits or any or six feet social distancing, anything. He wants things to be open. I mean, that's what we all want. That's, yeah. there's, no, there's no denying we there's, all want that. But don't you think it's kind of soon for that? There's no mandate. He's right. not saying you have to. He's not forcing anyone. No, He's not true. forcing people, people still to not wear. Yeah, it's like it's all it's and that, that's why it's good to me. It's not that you must keep your business this way or you can't let people wear masks or there's no, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing forcing businesses to not have all of the stuff that they had when there was a mandate. He's just saying, we're not going to send the cops. And so I, I'm fully behind it because I don't care what the rules are just so long as there isn't a threat of violence behind it. That's it. So I'm, I'm for it because he's like, 
you can still wear a mask. Like no one's going to stop you from wearing a mask. Right. But don't you think like someone in a position like his and the way his statements carry, you know, it's going to let people give people a false sense of security because, you know, I don't think it, we're ready to go a hundred percent open. I don't know. Until don't. the vax, you know, the vaccinations are, are, are I mean, I yell at a stick, Mike. What? I said, I yell at a stick for a living. What the hell do I know? About <laughs> vaccinations. And, I, and, and I, I speak into a stick for a living, <laughs> usually by myself in a padded room. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. The thing is, I, I, I can't say that I, 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 I can't, I don't feel comfortable making a call as to what we should or shouldn't do because all the people that I'm supposed to trust have shown that they don't fucking know. They've changed. It's moved. They've moved goalposts. They used to say this, then they say that now. So I don't know. I, I still will wear a mask probably because I don't mind. Uh, I know that it makes people feel more comfortable. And if I wear a mask, then I don't have to worry about someone coming up and getting all uppity and things going to a place that I don't want them to go to. But I, I'm not the guy to tell you what you should wear. I don't know. I'm, I felt I'm, a little bit in a band. I had a couple of good conversations with some people in Florida and, and I've got friends down there and obviously you hear things about Florida. And I was like, you know, what? instead of just listening to some news outlet or some bullshit, I called a few friends and said specifically, one is a woman who has three kids. She's on the radio, Mel Taylor. She's awesome. She's on WJRR down there. She's got three kids. And I just asked. Is that Mel and Frank, Mel? Uh, no, she does the midday show on JRR. Mel back Taylor. In the, back in the day, there was a show at WCCC, Mel and Frank. Oh, in Connecticut? Yeah. yeah Is that I don't the think same no. Mel? No. no. Okay. Anyway, sorry. No, no, Go no. Ahead. She was down in Florida and been there, sorry. I think, for her whole career. But the point is, just ask the people. I'm like, what goes on? She says, things are open, yes. But there, it's not a mandate. I mean, there is a mandate, but people wear their masks. Because I think we're at a point, I'd like to hope that myself and you, Mike, and you, Phil, and you, Josh, we do what we feel is best for us and for our family. That's it. I think that's just kind of how the whole country needs to be. But you hit it right on the head, Phil. This governor does it this way. This one does it that way. The president says this. It's all over the fucking map. Like even yeah. before COVID, I like once that started, I was like, I kind of love this. The whole stay six feet away from me and wear a mask so I don't have to smell your air. It's right. just, yeah. I, I love it. So like, even if there's no virus, can we keep doing it? Yeah, I kind of like, I kinda like not, right. you know, it was a good excuse. It's like, are you going to go out tonight? No. No, 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 no. I'm sitting and watch TV, and I, I felt like less of a schlub. Yeah, you know, staying inside and sitting on the couch. I'm like, I'm doing my duty. I'm sitting on the couch and staying in my own bubble. And it's I'm the least I can do. Right. I'm rewatching the entire, you know, 20 seasons of Star Trek. You know, so yeah, it gave me, it kind of gave me a little, you know, excuse to. I might to send that. out a tweet. I don't know, but uh, you know. Yeah, maybe. Hey. Maybe I'm gonna stay inside tonight. I don't know. Maybe I will. I, I like the fact that we're uh, definitely uh, keep the gross people away because you, you hit it right on the head, Josh. Before this, people are fucking disgusting. The people that piss and don't fucking wash their hands out of the bathroom. Those, like, you know what? You're the spreader. Cut the but it's shit. not even like the germs that bother me. I just don't like just people's presence. Kind of like just bugs me. Like even at the supermarket, I hate when people park next to me. I park in the Christmas spots at the mall. Like I'll walk a mile. I don't like being around. <laughs> So let me get Bill, let me get, get the straight. You got, wait, you you guys don't wash your hands before you touch your dick. <laughs> Not what they taught me in school. <laughs> I'm more afraid we of have, that. We have we have some headlines. Here are the headlines. Mike, 
washes his hands before he pisses. Oh, Phil oh, wants yeah. to marry Taylor Swift and Aster. And when asked about COVID tests, he said, I don't give a fuck. Also, Isaiah <laughs> is in Boston for some reason, not wearing his mask. Yeah, right. Oh, you, look, you look like you're in Charlestown. Are you buying I'm crack or something? What are you doing? You're buying some oxys? I'm doing, <laughs> fucking, I'm doing business. You're, yeah, you are, because there's only, He's there's a only like three reasons. Doing business. There's only three reasons to go to Charlestown, man. Okay. <laughs> I just hurt realized. Somebody, I realized. Hurt yourself, you know, or just visit the fucking Bunker Hill Monument, or maybe I just, Sully's I just over there. I just realized what's on my back, and there was people taking pictures of the death on my back. Oh, really? Ooh, <laughs> They probably think you're a homeless guy and you got that out of some friggin' thrift store. Oh, yeah, that's right. Salvation Army. This used to be a rock station and now it's fucking K Love. Yeah, that was a free sweatshirt in a court somewhere. Right, exactly. K Love is the the name of the station now? It's a a contemporary Christian music uh, network. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, well, karma, you know. (laughs) And then there was some divine intervention. You know? I don't think that they're playing anything from all that remains, unfortunately. <laughs> to be fair, they really didn't play very much. Mike was the only guy that played all that remains anyway. Right. So. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. We, had, we had a number one song at Rock Radio, and WAF wasn't playing it. Yeah, Oops. well, we tried, yeah. Phil. Carrie and I tried real hard. Just to I love you, know. I, I, you know. I love you. Yeah, Phil- you know, like horseshoes and hand grenades. It doesn't count if it's, you know. <laughs> like, uh, Mike just got a new radio get oh look out watch out that's get his out daughter. Out Mike just got a new uh, new radio he's he's the morning guy at uh, at Pike FM in uh, in Worcester Mass. Yeah. Stick. So, yeah, baby steps will work into a metal show at some point but right now I just got to wrangle the morning show and then uh and then maybe we'll try to get some all the remains on the air. Morning show is like prime time for radio though. Oh yeah, it? absolutely. Everybody yeah. listen like Right. Yeah. That's the only time people yeah. That's that's where all the money is. <laughs> I get a oh, forty-five dollars and thirteen cents. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, hey, I'll take that. Sure, you know, <laughs> pay some bills here. I got a family. So, uh, speaking of uh, you know music and going on tour, so what's going to happen? Did you say uh, in the interview was it April that you guys had had gigs booked? Uh, no, we got some stuff for the summertime. Um, okay, there was summertime. Pro- there, there was probably talk back in the fall. I'm sh- I'm not sure when you when this actual interview you guys were talking about. Um, this was like a month ago, I think. So I probably um, got that wrong. Well, uh, there there you know there's usually the the springtime festivals and and there was probably talk of them and obviously those aren't happening. Right. There are still things booked for the summer. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Normally, I pay close attention or f- closer attention to what we have coming up. Uh, I, you know, the past year has kind of, kind of remedied that. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. So uh, I would love to be on tour. Uh, you know, I would love to see it. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't know for sure. I do know that this year is the. 15th anniversary of the release of the fall of ideals which was holy our, shit 15 yeah. Wow. years 15? yeah yeah oh, so, so old oh, i know <laughs> dude i know i feel you i feel you um such a great how, so, has it been, how has it been working uh with pro tools and doing things virtually i at the one of the interviews i saw you were talking about you know being able to do things and the cloud is a pretty powerful thing where if you know jason lays down some tracks boom then you can pull them down boom i mean Different way, but we're all Jason lays down some tracks. You're right. If he does that, 
<laughs> oh boy. It would be cool if he did that. You know what you're saying is the motherfucker's not doing No, what what I, what I'm saying is like like so like I said we we this year's the 15th anniversary of the Fall of Ideals. We had thought about doing a record um to release this year uh as it became more obvious that there wasn't going to be touring in the fall of, of last year in the spring and and now we're we're still questioning about the summer this year we decided that putting a new record out uh under those conditions is a bad idea and we're like oh the 15 year anniversary why don't we go ahead and focus on that so we've got a bunch of things planned uh that we're going to do for the 15 year anniversary of the fall of ideals and we'll do a new record um we'll probably do some recording uh this year and then release it next year um right. so there's stuff that we'll announce like beginning of april um i would love to see a tour that's like a, an anniversary tour for the fall of ideals yeah that'd um, be great. it'd be killer I'd, i it would be yeah. sick but so it's 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 something that i'm hoping to do it's nothing that's set in stone uh we don't have dates or anything right. but um once we know that we can tour again we will be planning tours ASAP as soon as we know so as soon as it's like all right you can actually we can we can take a, a you know we can we can actually plan a whole tour we'll be like all right let's do this get out there as soon as we can get get stuff on sale and and um so that'll be coming um but it's a matter of when all the states are open and stuff because even even though it's like, oh, we could go play in certain places and blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you can't plan a whole tour after that or around that. And if you can't plan a whole tour, it's it's difficult to make a tour that's profitable and or not even profitable, a tour that breaks even without being. And states seem to be like moving up and down where they're like, we're rolling back. And then it's like, oh, well, we could, but now we can't again. And yeah. Also, for yeah. the 15th anniversary, do you think you'll come out with any like uh, all that remains like onesies or something? Because I'm in the market now. You know, yeah, yeah. one of our one of our guys is going to have a kid, so maybe we can go ahead and, and get really? his wife to to put the screws to him about that and be like, "Yo, so I, Josh, I, I think it's a great I, um, idea." Josh, I found some of these when I was cleaning out uh, up in the attic, and um, you know, I had this one for for Chloe when she was uh, you know before she was born. It's his future. <laughs> yeah, that's so I can send that over to you. And then this one, this one's pretty, I mean, you know, this one's a little corny, but it's sweet. It's, you know, no, oh, that's yeah. adorable. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love, you know, and then, and then uh, this is the other one. Oh, here it is. Yeah. This one I love. This is my personal favorite and she didn't wear it very much. So. <laughs> Those are awesome. Yeah. So I'll send these to you, Josh. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Cause right Dude. now the only thing I've bought for her is the entire Dr. Seuss series. And now I feel like a bad dad. <laughs> oh, uh, six of them you can't wear. She can't yeah, wear it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Canceled. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I kind of have a, a personal thing with uh, the Mulberry street book because of its portrayals of a, of a Chinese boy. You know, I mean, do I have yellow skin? You know, do I have, two giant front teeth that stick out? Do I have a, you know, a, a, a old school cue hanging off, you know, the back of my head? You know, I've, I've, my, I've I with, you've turned yellow a couple fucking times, but that was from booze and drugs. That was jaundice. But, <laughs> it was, you know, I, I, I look at that. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. I, I don't, that's, that's a stereotypical portrayal and stuff. And I, I think a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, it was fun when we were kids. Yeah. But, you know, if it was you, you always got to say if it was you, Sure. you know, yeah. and, and if he had a, some kind of, uh, you know, stereotypical portrayal of, you know, the drunk Irish guy, 
Hey, you hey. Know, or yeah, right. See, so it's like, you know, that's you know, most some of that's not true, you know, and, and so well, the drunk know. Irish thing is true, but well, I mean, just a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, baby, I've to, I'm in my Irish town. <laughs> I've been to Ireland and yeah, they don't do anything to kind of, you know, squall. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, they don't have health okay, inspectors, though. they have Guinness inspectors. So they do have Guinness yeah. inspectors and God bless them, they do a great job. <laughs> Okay, you got to keep those lines clean, or else you're just gonna get a mouthful of vinegar. It's important. <laughs> All right, but the the books that they are banning, there are six books I've never even heard of. It's not like Green Eggs and Ham. It's like, what if I owned the zoo? I'm like, that. I'd never get heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. And they had to change some of the mural they had at the museum out there. Where is that? Is that in Springfield? Springfield. Yeah, it's in yeah. Springfield. They had to change some of the mural out there and stuff like that. I just, um, but besides Mulberry street, do you agree with the other ones too? I, I don't even know what's really racist about them because I didn't read the article, but yeah, I well, didn't. I, I, I'm not that helps sure. if you don't read it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the only one that stuck out of my mind. Cause I, I mean, I know uh, years and years and years, oh, geez, I must've been in my twenties when I noticed that yeah. in the Mulberry street book. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what to think about that now. Cause I love Dr. Seuss. You know, I th the guy, the guy was a genius, but if, if I understand correctly, there's the, the books that they're actually, uh, getting rid of did have some things that were legitimately questionable. Some things that were very, very, uh, it was a stretch to call them questionable. Um, and it was, it was all under or, or there is there is greater context that the people that are looking for uh, these books to be removed about Dr. Seuss himself, because I guess he was writing in a time where, I mean, essentially everybody was racist back in the 20s and 30s or whatever, um, as, as far as I understand it. And he had done other things that were not directed towards kids that weren't his, his children's books, but he had written things that were like legit racist. So that, that there is, there is, further context to the story that you can go and look into if you right. are so interested but uh you know but like I'm, I'm waiting for them to come down on the movie i don't know if any of you have seen it but i used to watch it all the time when i was a kid uh disney movie the aristocats and there's a scene in it where they did where there's this cat who's doing like a asian imitation and he's playing the the piano with chopsticks and i was i was like wow that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. nobody's, I mean, picked up on this. It's only, it's only, I mean, it's almost as if essentially everything that could be assumed to be uh, offensive eventually will be. And I'm waiting for them to go after Tropic Thunder before I really make a stink because Tropic Thunder right. has some right. things that are, that oh, are, oh, that oh. are blatant. And uh, I still think that I, I still think that that movie is hilarious and I'll, I'll, I'll probably get canceled myself for defending it when they actually go after it. Because I think well, Jamie Foxx gave Robert Downey Jr. a pass. So I don't, I don't. Well, I don't... <laughs> that doesn't work. But do they address it in the movie? I mean, that's it. They, they kind of address it in the movie from uh, a black actor's point of view. That, that one, I mean, just because it's addressed doesn't mean Twitter's not going to go after him. And that's really the, yeah. the, the big thing. It, that's where a lot of this stuff gets started. And, 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 you know, the noise gets made on, on the internet first, and then it, you know, moves into the rest of the culture. So all it takes is some people, enough people to go ahead and get worked up about something on Twitter. And then 
or even even not even a, it doesn't even have to be a lot of people no, it just has right to be people. the right people right. yeah it just has to be people that write for you know larger uh larger media outlets right. or whatever to start or not even that know. just people with blue checks next to their name i don't know i can get worked up about i got a blue check i'll get worked up about stuff and sometimes got, people don't give a shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know but i i there, it's i i feel like it's just the 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 right people as in the influential people in the right. media, oh, if they the decide, okay, this is where we're going to go. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, Taylor moms or not Taylor Momsen, Taylor, uh, Lorenz, she, the, the, <laughs> the, the woman at the New York times that is on the TikTok beat, uh, she can write some stuff and, It'll go. I swear to God, it's a thing, man. I swear yeah. to God, oh, it's hilarious, but it's real. Taylor Lorenz is on the like the internet TikTok beat for the New York, the New York fucking Times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's her job. Yes, he writes about the internet and TikTok on for the New York Times because reasons. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get it. Yeah, tell you, some of those deep fake videos they put up on TikTok are pretty scary. Those you know? are new and uh, yes. Yeah, and it's kind of like Wag the Dog, you know, that movie Wag the Dog where they create this entire, you know, war and news footage yeah. and, and, and stuff. And so, you know, who says they're not like already doing that? Well, you know? I mean, if, if to make the argument that there isn't going to be a time in the near future where there will be deep fakes that will fool significant portions of the population. I think that's, I mean, it's that, I mean, can you imagine what it's going to be like in five years, five or 10 yeah. years? I mean, war yeah. of the worlds. Think about that back in the day. Yeah. We're not even going to need actual actors, right? You know, we won't, we'll just need some good AI and somebody wearing the suit with all the green dots on it. And then you're, you're all set. Yep. I mean, they've There's already done it to shit. Joe Rogan, like that, that like five minute clip of him talking about how he's investing money into a hockey team that's made up of only chimpanzees, but it sounds like <laughs> it's actually Joe Rogan talking about. <laughs> and he's like, that's scary because I've never even said that. <laughs> it's hard enough to tell what's sat, but the difference between satire and real nowadays with like some of the crazy things that people get worked up about. I mean, like the, the, the bee and the onion, the, the Babylon bee and the onion have, all or both produced uh headlines in the past that had be became real yeah later right. like you know right. where so you, you you're not sure what's satire anymore i i i mean i i just i don't know what i don't know how this problem will get solved well there's there's no governing on the internet there's no fcc around i i saw something a couple of weeks ago it popped up that Howard Stern was doing and promoting a CBD product, right? So I looked at it, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll look into that. And, and I read through it all, all the stuff. I was like, okay, no bullshit. The very next day, same exact wording, but with Joe Rogan's image up there. Neither mm. Joe Rogan nor Howard Stern, because I went deep in, I'm like, did either of these two promote this particular brand? Nope. It was something like Boulder Farms, but they took Howard's image and then they took Joe Rogan's and they just pushed it out there. Like, they didn't fucking promote those products they just took their names and their likeness and ran with it well for some reason on my internet uh tommy chung hates cbd and he wants you to throw it away i don't yeah. know if you've seen oh, those links <laughs> like, why does he hate CBD? to me yeah <laughs> it's fucked up this there are no rules and that's the problem that's why i will just stick to good loud music like yours Phil. yeah i i mean i, I prefer when people listen to our music loudly yeah. so 
Dude, it's so good to see you, man. Thanks for coming back on. We yeah. really do. Yeah, I can't believe it's almost been a year since we talked to you the last time, and there still isn't really live music. I remember last time it was like, how many weeks is this going to (laughs) be? We and and you actually, if it was was the beginning of March last year that that I was on. Yeah. Yeah. So then the lockdowns hadn't really even started in earnest. Like we're still in the uh, we're right now a year ago I think like Pelosi and and. and uh what's de blasio were saying oh go out in new york and hug an asian person and go out and do things because you know it's it's no problem and covid's not going to be a thing i think because it was it was like either the end of february the beginning of march where they were saying that and then like a week later they were like oops right it was i think at this point at the point you're talking about people were just kind of like saying it was the same thing as the flu right like regular Mm -hmm. flu yeah, yep. this is, we're in the we're in the don't wear masks time last year because yeah. right. when, they were, when they were lying to us because they were afraid of not having enough masks for the people right. that need yes. them they so they were like don't do it yeah so, oh god and 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 then they wonder why people don't know what to believe and aren't sure it, you mm-hmm. know i mean you you i i get that people are would say oh you know well their information changes and blah 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 that's fine but that still it is unreasonable to get angry with people when they say, I don't know what to believe. Right. It is un- if, you, if your response is mm-hmm. anger towards people that say, I don't know what to trust and I don't know what to believe because it's been changing. If all your, if your response is anger, you're the asshole. Yep. <laughs> yes. Period. Also, yep. it's unnecessary to post about how angry you are at somebody else. Like the people that have to go on Facebook or Twitter and say, I told someone in the grocery store today to put on their mask. Like you don't uh, need to tell us that okay. you did. Your medals like, in the mail. Yeah. They they <laughs> we, they they should continue to do that so we know who to block and ignore. <laughs> I encourage I encourage bad behavior on Twitter so that way I know who to block. If you if you have if you I encourage people to put all of their opinions on the internet so that way I know who I can ignore. Please continue. Please. <laughs> And I just want to be clear as we wrap this up. The main reason we had you on was so that you could ask Taylor Swift to marry you. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would. Taylor, Go ahead. If you're, I mean, if what you're your wingman, yeah, I tell you what, you tell, tell me what you want. You want me to treat you badly? I know how to do that. <laughs> More platinum records on your wall, Dude, Josh. You absolutely have to tag Taylor Swift in all the posts. Oh, yeah. I will. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, but if you want, if you want, I'll treat you good too. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're done writing hit songs and you're just like, I want, you know, I want to have a nice home and stay home, and we, we can watch, you know, breakfast at Tiffany's. See, <laughs> that sounds like a delightful time, Phil. You are with, with Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, that sounds wonderful. He I just mean, got I, all I'd, I'd soft on the inside. He got all soft and lovey right there. I, Taylor I Swift. am Taylor Swift is great, and I am a very flexible individual. Oh my! Ooh. Oh well, that's not what I meant. And then dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Phil, thanks a lot, man. We've Thank you. Yeah, exactly. you. You're doing well, and and you are well, and and uh, good luck in your your second home there of the the Republic of Texas. Cheers. Thank you very much. Guys. And then before Thank we go, do you want to say yeah. anything wild about Nickelback? Oh yeah, no, um, <laughs> Nickelback is good though, and please check out my stream on Twitch. It's www 
www.twitch.tv slash Phil That Remains. I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And if you want to support a struggling musician, you can support me on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Phil That Remains. I update all the time. Awesome. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Cheers. Right, thanks, thanks dude.